0: it's another sunday night in comedy and tonight we're talking to producer promoter and queen of the suburbs keisha brownie along with a few of her funniest friends is it the age of the indie booker is comedy outside the city back again and the return of live audiences finally i'm dean young and we're about to go inside the joke come on man
1: Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: global news radio 640 toronto brought to you of course by our good friends at hakeem optical helping you read online twitter troll comments since the beginning of a global pandemic we of course have our producer vince tedesco on the line i was away last week now i'm back montreal
2: will be uh, a different vibe this year obviously pandemic uh but it's symbolic though too
0: you know, last month we were talking to uh, Mark Breslin of Yuck Yucks about this. And of course, not too long ago, we had Bruce Hills, who is the the wizard behind the curtain over at JFL. But it's symbolic, too, because we've been going through, you know, a year and a half of, of shows adapting and going into streaming formats and all that. And we're going to get into some of that on tonight's show, in fact. But it is uh, it's 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 a big sign of things sort of coming back around and moving forward to see the fact that, you know, jfl which is the linchpin festival it is arguably the biggest comedy festival on the planet it's certainly the driving force behind canadian comedy it's the biggest thing on our calendar here um so to see that return not maybe in necessarily its final hugest form pre-covid but to see it return and live shows come back and for that festival to take over the city again it's such an important symbolic thing for canadian comedy
2: Yeah, I mean, there will be live shows, obviously, but uh, there will be some online streaming shows, and it'll take place throughout New York, LA, and good old Montreal. So you're getting the best of some comedy meccas all coming together over one weekend, stream it online, or if you happen to be in Montreal like I am, catch some live comedy.
0: And that's the thing, too. And actually, so we have uh, comic producer, promoter Keisha Brownie joining us on the show here shortly, uh, along with a few of her friends in stand up, because she does this showcase stand-up stitches that is streamed live but they they perform it on stage at the iconic rose theater which is up in brampton it's sort of this huge gala venue that's really integral to suburban comedy so we're going to talk about that um but just what keisha thinks about yes live shows are coming back yes festivals are starting to come back around audiences are coming out again but are we going to have this sort of hybrid thing where you know you can just stream stuff and opt into what stuff you want to watch from home. Cause you made an excellent point. I mean, the fact that JFL normally would be about you go to Montreal, you spend the week there, comics flood in from all the big hubs across North America and you see who you see and you book what you can book. And that's it. Now things are a little bit different because you can have a festival where you have people performing in New York, LA, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, and it's all sort of happening as part of the same festival. So it's, you know we've been sort of beating a dead horse this past year looking for silver linings during COVID. but i think that's the major one is we're going to see that there's been a bit of an adaptation in kind con- in comedy and the way that audiences are able to access stuff
2: yeah i mean over the last 16 months or 15 months or whatever it is this pandemic's been going on people have kind of to, uh, yeah it's they've adjusted a certain way of life and now they're reintroducing a normal way of life again getting back out getting into clubs getting into restaurants but for those of you who aren't comfortable, I mean, Netflix and Amazon's and all those streaming services became our best friends during this time. It's the exact same thing, but imagine it's live Netflix, it's live Amazon Prime, it's live Crave TV. You're streaming live comedy shows right from the comfort of your own home. So it'll Exactly. Be yeah.
0: And will all of this, being stuck at home bring watching and listening to comedy content from home, is that going to lead to another boon in, in, in live comedy when live shows do come back? Just like 10 years ago, the advent of podcasts and a little later on the Netflix special made stand-up sort of this cool thing to go watch again. And it made stand-up have this peak in popularity again. So are we going to see some of that coming out of all this? I think that might be the case as well, but we'll, uh, we'll pick Keisha Brownie's brain on that. Vince, I know that you were probably sitting there the whole year. I knew you were itching to return to Montreal myself as well. I'll be back there next year, but if anybody in the world could have told the festival runners to not sweat it during the pandemic, it would be you because pre COVID you chose. None other than the final night of the Raptors winning the playoffs to start your own comedy festival. So if you could survive that, then doing a festival during a pandemic is nothing. So I'm sure oh, you a Scheduling uh,
2: conflict between me and MLSC, the the Raptors, so yes, but whatever. Then we don't have to bring that up again. Usili Fest, we'll always remember. All right, we're going
0: to come back with Keisha Brownie and a little later on some of the lineup from Stand Up Stitches right here on Inside Jokes, baby! Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, streaming coast-to-coast... Canada-wide, North America-wide, and in fact, planet Earth-wide on the Global News Radio Network, if you happen to have the internets. I really hope you do, because otherwise, boy oh boy, has it ever been an awful year and a half for you being stuck at home. Uh, But of course, we are going to talk a little bit tonight about... Yes, festivals are coming back live again. Yes, live audiences are coming back out again. But there's also still this very huge part in comedy that I think is going to remain of live streaming shows and galas that you can watch from home and tap into from home. We have, uh, it's been a while, it's been a minute as the kids say, but we have comic producer, promoter Keisha Brownie on the line right now with just one of these shows. Keisha, how you doing?
3: Yeah, hey Dean, I'm doing good. Thank you so much guys for having me back on. I missed you guys.
0: It has been. We had you on during this past year, during this past season, and you were doing, so you do this showcase, Stand Up Stitches, um, which of course is back now. You do it from the iconic Rose Theatre up in Brampton, which is, you know, I want to get into a little bit with you and, and a little later on with our panel, but just sort of what are the sort of really crucial venues and stages to play in in comedy in the suburbs outside of the Toronto hub. And I think Rose Theatre is a a spot that comes up all the time. It's this big gala stage that producers like yourself book stuff there, touring comics, play it out there. So playing on that stage is very important. For you, doing this show and streaming it out to audiences, now that things are sort of trickling back open again and live audiences are coming back out again, do you think this is just going to be a part of the a part of the package moving forward though, do you think there is going to be a huge chunk of audience that sort of jumped into comedy during this past year, during the pandemic, where people are going to just still want to stream stuff from home and not necessarily go out and watch it live?
3: Honestly, Dean, I absolutely believe moving forward that we're going to see a lot of this. Um, It's become the norm now. A lot of people got used to staying home and watching entertainment, doing school online, watching you know, shows like this online. We kind of got used to it. Uh, A lot of women, they, you know, they just want to hang in their jogging pants like myself. Like you guys can't see what's going on down there. So it's convenient. (laughs) It's very convenient, you know, especially if you're in a situation where uh, maybe some parents, you know, they can't get a sitter the you know there's going to be an option to watch a show online so i think moving forward uh we're we're gonna have to you know adjust because i i see a lot of people probably using this type of format in their venue for sure
0: for you i mean and especially i mean the rose theater is a great example because it's a big theater venue this is a festival caliber venue and that's exactly what it's been used for over the years and you know a lot of galas have been held there and uh to 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 switch gears into you know you're you're playing on that stage still but you're reaching out to an audience that's at a remove they're at home watching this how much of a different thing has that been to adapt to instead of you know i mean just like any other comic you came up in in smaller clubs and intimate rooms being face to face basically with people riding that energy is it a completely different vibe now performing and streaming it out to people
3: you know what? I, well, for me specifically, absolutely, man. I am I I am a com I'm an act out comic, so I need a live audience. I feel like for other artists, other comics who uh, have been podcasting before, the transition for them is a lot smoother because essentially that's what it is. I mean, you know, we're we're live broadcasting with no audience, so we got the text, yeah. we got the comics. so it's it's like. It's, a, it's like a podcast, so I feel like comics who have been doing this before, this transition is a lot easier for them. Me, I'm still trying to get the hang of it, you know, because it's like, you know they're laughing, but you just can't hear it. They're online, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's different. It's still different.
0: And it's sort of that, you know, when you're in the room with an audience, you're reacting to everything as it happens in that moment. So it's like, there might be a rowdy drunk person over here, there might be somebody that you get into a back and forth with over here there might be a shout out over here whatever happens in the room completely changes the flavor of the set that night and every single set is completely different you you oh yeah you don't really have that interaction with people that are streaming from home um so it's your sort of
3: yeah you are you already know (laughs) Dean. yeah you you know how it is like the audience sometimes makes part of the shows so completely yeah it's,
0: it's totally different and i think a lot of the rooms that i mean that you would have come up in in toronto and out in the suburbs as well that was such a huge part of it i mean one example we always go to is kenny robinson's nubian show i mean oh, the crowds there were very notorious for like speaking out and we want you better make us laugh prove us something right now oh, yeah. and we're going to let you know so sort of losing that sort of back and forth with the audience but i think yeah i think when when the pandemic started everybody was looking at this stuff as we have to do this because it's the only option. But I think like you said, even now moving forward as things reopen and as festivals and clubs reopen, there's still going to be this element of streaming this stuff online. Uh, Speaking of, of course you do have Stand Up stitches. It is coming back. We have some of your on the show joining us on the panel. We're going to get into this stuff and also what exactly makes comedy in the suburbs, what it is and what, what is the flavor of that compared to all the things that Toronto itself is known for. We're going to come back with more Keisha Brownie and more of our panel right here on Inside Jokes.
4: Hi, my name is Amish Patel, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640.
1: I've been going for This is what I'm going to say. You, you, got what I need. But you say he's just a friend.
0: And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. That slogan has made no sense at all for the last year and a half. But now it's does again. Comedy is alive again. Before the break, of course, we are talking to Keisha Brownie with another Stand Up Stitches coming back, streaming live from the Rose Theatre in Brampton. And now on the panel, we've got some of those very comics. I'll go around, bring everybody in. Uh, some of these people we haven't seen on the show in quite a while, definitely since pre-pandemic times. Uh, we got Amish Patel. How you doing, buddy? Uh-huh. Thanks for having me. I'm doing you know,
4: great. I'm meditating. I'm, I feel fresh.
0: You're meditating and you feel fresh. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> right. Whatever works for you after this year.
1: Cedric yes. Newman, how you doing, man? I'm fine, man. Just at work, I had to go get a real job. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking off. I see this fourth wave not come around. So I'm sticking around in the garage, but I'm oh, still doing God. my thing.
2: Cedric's had sure. a delegated union break.
0: brownie we have still on the line with us who put this whole thing together and daniel woodrow who joined us not too long ago and last time you joined us you had this whole new digital comedy club that was launched and even now you're sitting in front of a tropical background somewhere so actually one thing i'll pick it up with before we get into everything else pick all your brains on is one thing we were talking to keisha about is you know when when comics started doing all these live stream shows at the beginning of the pandemic it was sort of just like a emergency move it was sort of like a panicking and figuring out a way how to just put some sort of material out there and talk to somebody and try and get an audience but now what we've seen a year and a half later i mean last year jfl went completely digital and streamed it now they're doing a hybrid of live shows and streaming we're seeing a lot of comics now and a lot of bookers and comedy going well you know what there's something new here there's a new audience that sort of came out during all this and i mean i hate to say that you know there's a too big of a silver lining that came out of a global pandemic that almost shut the entire industry down but I think we did see a whole new wave of audiences come out streaming this stuff and I don't know we were talking to Keisha about this but what do you guys think like I mean Daniel obviously you're doing an entire online club based around this idea that there's gonna be a whole part of the audience that wants to still just keep watching this stuff from home now
5: yeah I mean I definitely think there's a lot of people that can't uh, like maybe Ages 40 and above that just have busy lives, or they're just not really like Vince, yeah, young enough to want to go out right now. Like, there's nothing that inspires you to want to go out necessarily. So, I think they the majority of the audiences we had have been over the age of 40, 45, I think. And it seems like they're there to stay just because that's it's a new way to consume entertainment. Not everybody wants to get a babysitter, or has access to a car, or can just go downtown. You can't drink because maybe one of you has to drive or like it's just a lot easier. We can been consuming entertainment from our living room for years, So it's nothing new. It's just like this is a new concept. So I can definitely see that there will always be people that want to watch comedy in different forms.
0: Which is interesting that you point out the fact that there's sort of, you know, a, a more mature crowd coming out and streaming this stuff people who might have maybe before watched live stand-up because i think a lot of people are just assuming that any new audiences that have come along through this are all just like 20 year old tiktokers right like it's like people are watching this stuff because all they know is tiktok and zoom and all that stuff but no you're seeing you're watching a lot of new audiences come in and a lot of audiences that were there before just sort of adapt to this i mean All of you guys have been in the comedy game for varying amounts of time. I mean, all of you have been at this for a while now. You've all sort of seen a lot of weird stuff. Nothing quite like this past year, but you know, if we go back even 10 years, here in Toronto, let's say, if we go back a decade ago, and places like Comedy Bar and a little later on Bad Dog were starting to spring up. And, and, you know, sort of all these, like, alternative venues were coming up. It's because there was this boom in the, it, happening in comedy at the time. Netflix specials were just starting to become a thing. Podcasting was becoming a thing. So for a while there, stand-up became cool again. It became something to go out and watch live again. Do you guys think that this past year might have that same ripple effect where comedy is going to see another spike? I don't want to use the, I hate to use the word spike. It's triggering for everybody after this (laughs) (laughs) out Coming out of this, do you think there is going to be this sort of the same effect in comedy where people go, I want to go watch live comedy. I would have never thought about that before
1: people want live right now like even in news i I did a few live shows already and people did not want to leave after i was done they just they they, they've been stuck in a house for a year and a half so they're just even more they want to see more live stuff like they're they're, they're taking it in like the world stopped and now they want to enjoy this they don't they want to live in the moment right
0: now yeah
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my family, we, we own a lot of businesses. I'm, I'm a Patel. the So I have extended family that owns businesses. And they're like, they're like, Amish. no one want to come to work. Everybody public get lazy. Everyone lazy. people. But like, really they're anxious. They don't want to get the virus. They don't yeah. want to rush back to their <laughs> job. Cause I mean, it's like they own these convenience stores in the States and like, Oh, they don't want to come back to work. Like, what did you think? Of course. But, but people are like anxious, maybe a little bit about it. So I think both are killing. Like, I mean, the online thing is great. Because people are like, yeah, I don't want to... Some people are just scared to leave the house. I felt yeah. it in the last yeah. year. I felt it. After two, three months of not leaving, you're just like, can I go out there?
5: I mean, like, <laughs> even uh, Braden Lynch was running those shows in, yeah. in Music Garden, and I've seen it raining, and there's still an audience of like 20 people sitting oh. in the rain outside yeah. to watch a comedy show. Yeah. That yeah. never would have yeah. happened in 2019. Never. You yeah. wouldn't be able to get three people out to that show if it was supposed to rain so the fact that people are deprived for entertainment oh, yeah. enough yeah. to sit in the rain they'll gladly like i think what it is is there's the comedy supporters before i don't know if it necessarily gained new audiences but i know that those comedy fans that missed out are like hungry for oh, comedy
0: yeah. yeah yeah dead on deprived <laughs> yeah literally and i think maybe we are gonna you know people keep talking about the parallels of the last century like this whole roaring 20s effect that might happen it's coming out of an event like this yeah. where we were conditioned to stay away from other people and everybody lost their jobs. Everybody was just living on government assistance. And now, the, you know, things are starting to spring back and restaurants and bars are a thing again. And people, I don't know, I think maybe it's just going to be like, party time for a lot of people. People just want yeah. to get back out and get out of the same sort of news cycle and stuff that they've been trapped in. Do you guys yeah. think this will change the flavor of comedy? Because I mean, well, Keisha, I mean, doing these shows at the Rose Theater, I mean, playing to suburban crowds outside of Toronto Is already such a different vibe. People are looking for something else because we were really in this stuck in this sort of cycle in Toronto the last few years before all this happened. This sort of thing going on in coffee in Toronto where everything had to have politics attached to it, and everything had to have a message, and everything had to be like a learning experience. Comedy was starting to really look like a a TED talk in a lot of these (laughs) venues.
3: Oh yeah, Yeah.
0: audiences now i want to just get out and laugh again i want to be entertained i want to put all that crap on pause for an hour and a half and just sit in a theater absolutely yeah
3: absolutely i think people want to forget about it like they're just yeah. like tell you know talk about toasters i don't know like they're ready to laugh at pretty much anything right now
1: because like and we've they, been. You don't, yeah. like, you don't want to do too many covet jokes they don't want to be reminded of what they went they don't to, want to so re- touch one or two yeah. and then
5: because <laughs> you, yeah. you kind of have to talk like I find that comedy has an important place where it's like there's one person speaking yeah. what a lot of people are thinking and then mm-hmm. all the people in the audience go that's how I feel too like I noticed when Trump got voted in there was also a huge surge of people coming to comedy rooms like help me figure this out you know what yeah. I mean yeah. like I think some people see comedians as yeah. like alternative thinkers yeah. where because like I definitely felt there's a lot of people being like, I need to laugh now and I need yes, answers yes, yes. and we I don't know do it if just... it's part of their search. But, yeah, I definitely feel like yeah, that yeah. is part of where we can have like that power where we we are able to be like, here's my views on this and here's that. Like, that's where people come to listen to us.
1: We yeah, have that yeah. platform and we make it fun. Right.
4: Yeah, we're like the Gurujis to- of the society. We're the gurus. They come to us. We <laughs> each other. Right. I try to tell people, like, hey, if you're having a hard time, blame it on COVID. That's my COVID. Like, I'll do a thing about that. Like, if you're having a tough time right now, whatever it is, just blame it on the COVID. It's it's tougher all around. And I feel like that resonates. People are like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Because a lot of people do feel like they're hard on themselves, and then they they need someone to just be like, It's okay, man. Everyone's f- up. So it's fine. Sorry. And I think us, right? I
0: mean we've said this it's a little true. a lot right? lately on the show, but do you think there's sort of going to be this effect in Canadian comedy where I mean Toronto's the biggest example of this? Toronto's a city where at any given time there was like 10,000 open micers and and you know, shows happening in every single bar. And for a lot of I'm sure you've all run into those audience members who stumbled into like a bad open mic sometime, and that's their experience of stand-up comedy, and that's what they think stand-up comedy is and they've never gone back but a lot of that stuff obviously was sort of wiped out during this so i mean do you think because of that we're going to have i hate to say it but we're going to have sort of better well run shows and we're going to have more savvy audiences too like a lot of sort of the the fluff and filler might be gone now too
1: yeah, well, the guy the people that were just in it cuz it was in style or cool they didn't practice over the time but
4: we did so you're going to see better and I'm they're not going to come back
5: i don't think they're going to come back either
4: yeah. a lot of them a lot of people quit. A lot of people are out of the game, I think. Yeah. Well, I, think not- the co- I think COVID taught them that, like, if, if nothing... What do you mean?
3: Like, you guys think so? I don't...
4: I think some people are going to quit. Because I honestly, I wanted to, too. But I, I got gigs, and I was like, come on, just do it. So I did. I would just force myself to go. But a lot of people didn't. And now I talk to them, and they're like, yeah, I think that's it then. I don't yeah. think I'm going to do it anymore.
5: It's like, a lot of open micers or, like, comics that were kind of, like, one foot in that are just, like... Mm-hmm. You know, I see them taking the comedy out of the end of their uh, handle on Instagram and switching it to something else, you know?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think i think I that think I points to a good point too, is, I mean, the four of you are great examples of this. I mean, comics who, this is what you do for a living. You've been at this for a while. You, you, you had no choice other than to just figure something out the past year and adapt to it somehow and roll with the punches and find a way to keep reaching out to that audience and get those gigs somehow. So it's, you know, we even talking to the the quote unquote gatekeepers, and we'll come back more after the break with this too. But I mean, you know, the gatekeepers that have sort of always run Canadian comedy, which is really a narrow stream of you know the same festivals and the same clubs and stuff that mm-hmm. are kind of going after. It's it's a narrow stream. A lot of those gatekeepers were even on pause this past year. The industry kind of was on hold, and it really was the working comics like yourselves that we're keeping things afloat because you had to figure out a way how to bring in money still and bring in audiences still because what else are you going to do this is this isn't your hobby this is what you do for a living and you have for a while you know
4: yeah dean i have to do a wedding next week i don't want to do it i'm terrified i'm meeting with meeting with people today to be like to practice but it's like yeah dude you got to do it if there's no you know you got to do it but the culture needs it i feel like the culture needs a laugh
0: if there was ever a time we need comedy more than right now like this is it, people need that for sure people need that reset and that break and that is why stand-up stitches and shows just like it exist, whether it's live streaming or in person, we're going to come back with more of our panel more of the show and more of what makes I want to get into what makes suburban comedy and what it is we'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto
4: To Inside jokes on 640. I'm at the sock, and I don't know why I just did this.
2: Some
1: some I wanna lay
0: down like Sunday. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are, of course, talking stand-up stitches. We're talking live stream shows, and also the return, finally of live comedy, which we've all been waiting for. But actually, here's a good... Here's something I'm curious to ask the panel, because you all have come at this from different ways. I mean, Daniel Woodrow, we were mentioning earlier in the show and you were on a couple months ago promoting, you started a digital online comedy club during this Keisha Brownie. Of course you're doing stand up stitches, which is live streaming. Amish Patel, you've been cranking out digital content for years now. Uh, And Cedric, I mean, you're, you're an old school club, comic and road dog. You've been at this for a long time. Do you guys think with the way things are changing now and because live streaming is such a part of the package, Canadian comedy was always so regional before this and everything was still very much built around clubs and road work and being a road dog. Do you think that is still important? Do you think that is still going to be a part of the life for Canadian comics or is all all that going to be completely different now? Uh, I
1: I believe that's not going to go away. People are always wanting to see the live comedy. There's nothing better than connecting with the crowd. Right. But because how everything's changed, you could order anything right now. You could order Uber. You could order food. You could order a prostitute. You could order anything you want online right now. So comedy is <laughs> the thing people order. Order the right? laughs.
0: Yeah. yeah. Order well,
1: the laughs. He, he said he laughs. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: So that, so that because, you know, people want to just live out of their chair in front of that computer. It's going to be more popular
4: for yeah. us to online. I've noticed that like the COVID might have sped us up towards going online in jobs and in comedy because comedy it seems like the future was to just go on youtube it seems like youtube was to stand up what like uber was to taxi cab drivers like all these comics are like where's the money like where is it all going and then some youtubers like oh i got like eight thousand people coming to see me because they got a crowd already you know what i'm saying so it's like i'm trying to keep my foot in both and uh yeah but i i think the future is is always going to be like people will never get sick of just hearing someone tell them a joke it's like saying it's like saying, like, is food over? It's like, no, people are going to eat. Yeah.
0: I wonder you know, if this will also lead, lead to us getting another, you know, if there is this wave of comics coming back out, or, or of audiences coming back out to live shows again, and sort of, let's say this does throw us into another golden age of live stand-up coming, coming out of this. Do you think that'll also lead to sort of those heritage rooms? I mean, we all remember, all, you know, over the years, if you, if you got booked on... Spirits or The Riv, or you could do, you know, the, all those handfuls of shows that always sort of meant something. Like if you got booked on those shows that you worked your way up towards, Kenny Robinson's and show, of course, is a huge example of that. These shows that you would go watch the show, introduce yourself to the booker. And if you got booked on those shows, it meant that, okay, I'm doing something right. I'm, I'm making my way along. Do you think we'll see another wave of rooms like that? Sort of cult rooms in Canadian comedy that have that level of importance again?
1: That's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs>
3: really
1: I, cool. I, I, we could
5: only hope.
3: I crossing f- fingers for that dean that's yeah. for sure
5: the that's slate definitely team got team. wiped clean in some ways too because all th- those rooms that you just mentioned are no longer here that's
3: right since yeah. the yeah.
5: pandemic like it's almost just like it's a fresh start i feel like a lot of the new world from micers that weren't sure if they wanted to do it they're gone some of the other people yeah. that were still doing shows once in a while they're gone it's like a great reset we just had and it's like <clears throat> How much do you like comedy? Did you like it enough to not do it for a year and a half and still do it? Then there you go. Go get your (laughs) spots, you know? It's going to be harder for newer comics to get spots, I think, because a lot of the people, like anyone can get booked now. You can book anyone. So it's like, it's going to take a while. But uh, the thing is the whole comedy scene is run by comedians. Like you got to remember that too. It's the open micers that run the open mics. So it's like the industry will kick back in again. I think the heritage rooms, how, who knows that's how long top, it's going to take. Comedy, the last like, time- what is we'll Comedy have. Bar now the Heritage Room? Because that's like the oldest remaining venue right now. Yeah.
4: That's, that's not a club. The I last see- Heritage Room mm-hmm. I did, um, the, the, the the host kept asking the crowd like, hey, how'd you hear about it? How'd you hear about it? And everyone in the crowd was like, I got free tickets. They called and gave me free tickets. And then the headliner went up and they're like, they're in the back, the headline's in the back like, would he shut up like why is he say, why does he keep asking because if one person did pay for tickets then they're gonna feel dumb but also like it, it was like tough to get people in even before the pandemic and this might be speeding things up it you is know, true like, so <laughs> i'm not gonna say it. i don't want it. It it to say I want to. go
0: there. you know we all remember those shows where you would go and watch the show a couple times and you know you would introduce yourself to everybody and try and you were there with just trying to eventually work your way on there now the one thing that the past year has taught us is how how essential and i guess it's an adapter die thing but like it's comics can now take their careers into their own hands you can build your own audience you can use these platforms a few years ago when when jfl 42 and other festivals were booking youtubers as headliners for gala shows we're all going like Miranda <laughs> sings what we what's were... what going on what is this oh <laughs> my god and now it's like where is she well, now you know, now that's where with the way everything went though you know so i mean yeah those right. those days of like waiting your turn to get onto this really important show and it's sort of like you know getting called over to the late show couch it means you're doing something right i mean it's like like daniel said it's kind of been this whole reset where a lot of that stuff just isn't there anymore yeah,
5: yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and so well, you- who knows <laughs> Or you world, world order, order stuff,
2: you know? <laughs> Zoom warrior.
0: New World Order. <laughs>
5: yeah, <laughs> <Zoom Warrior>. order. <laughs> yeah, New World Order.
0: Zoom <laughs> <laughs> World Order. All right, we're gonna come back with more uh, stand-up stitches. We'll find oh, out what, all, what our panel has been working out this pe- working on this past year, where we can find all you guys, and of course, a little bit about the live streaming show coming up. We will be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Seicento
4: cento <laughs>
0: Hey, this is Rodrigo Fernandez, stole star of the North by Northeast Music Festival, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
3: Welcome
0: back to Inside Jokes. Baby, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, all across planet Earth on the Global News Radio Network. Stand Up Stitches is coming back. Streaming live from the Rose Theatre in Brampton, so you can watch it right in the comfort of your own home. Uh, so we'll go over to you first, Keisha Brownie. First off, when, of course, is that show happening, and where can people find your stuff online? You can learn more
5: about Keisha at gotbrownie.com. The show is Stand Up Stitches. It's <laughs> August 5th at 8 p.m. at the Brampton <laughs> Rose Theatre. It's going to be a, a virtual show. You guys are going to enjoy it. Thank you. I am Keisha Brownie. Oh, I love one
4: that. One I love a Keisha's same. frozen with oh, her hand on God. her forehead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: first yeah. guy who started a virtual okay. comedy club has a of fun
4: are <laughs> ready, ready to go. There we go, there and we go.
0: Woodrow, we'll kick it over wow. to you. Where can people find you online? And of course, your online club while we're at it.
4: Uh,
5: yeah, you can just find out about us at oh, unknowncomedyclub.com. So we just run shows. Uh, Keisha's been on a bunch of them. Oh <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, usually there's no tech issues. So uh, thank you. Come check <laughs> us out. You can check me out on Instagram, Mr. Woodrow.
0: Mr. Woodrow, there we go. And of course, Daniel Woodrow will be attending the Just for Laughs festival this (laughs) year.
5: Just say he's doing it. Just say (laughs) he's doing it. I'll be seen seen at the festival. (laughs)
2: Wandering the streets. Daniel's wandering the streets.
0: (laughs) There we go. We'll see Daniel. You can see both Daniel and Vince Tedesco at the festival. Amish Patel, do you have your... Magic workshop of online things over there. Where can it people is, find you,
4: this sucks. It is. It is. Keisha, Keisha cannot get a, a word in. It's her show. I love it's it. Really bad. You're just like blurred. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, yeah, but I, I do. So a, this is for per- Keisha. You should come to my meditation show. I okay. do a meditation show because sure. this is must be very stressful. So this is—I actually do a meditation show at Daniel Woodrow's uh, online comedy club at the Unknown Comedy Club. It's called Wake, Bake, Meditate. You can wake up, just roll out of bed, smoke a little weed if you want. If you want, have a little mushroom, If you want, but then I have two teachings, like five meditations, and they are all about calming the anxiety. And there's as many jokes as I can have been able to fit in them. People, we did one show already. People had visions. We had such a great time. They had visions. Dude, I can't believe Daniel's. Daniel actually said, "Yo, you go longer," which is to me the the highest honor of like a. I don't remember saying
5: that, but okay.
4: (laughs) I have a text. Uh, There we go. That
0: that is a blend of things that people definitely could use more of right now. All of those things. All right. And last but not least, we'll go over to Cedric
1: Newman. Where can people find you, good sir? I am still waiting for Yuck Yucks to open, but I've got gigs every weekend and I'm doing backyard shows almost every week. Uh, so you'll find me on Cedric Newman on Facebook and Tickle Me Said on my Instagram. And yep, there's something every week for
0: everybody. There we go. Beautiful. And <laughs> uh, yes, Daniel Woodrow did it. Did...
1: I
3: know. <laughs> Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's amazing i appreciate that so i'll be working on a uh, better wi-fi reception but in the meantime like daniel said please check out stand-up stitches she we also got
5: a music do. video yeah. called no vaccine quite- it's a dance Danny. hall remix uh by <laughs> Keisha brownie it's very funny there's a music video that's going to be coming out soon yeah there
4: we amazing. go That
0: is our (laughs) panel. Don't forget to live stream Stand Up Stitches, which will be live from the iconic. This this show just went off a cliff. The 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 Unknown Comedy comedy. Club. Uh, Thank you again to our panel. Keisha Brownie, Amish Patel, Cedric Newman, Daniel Woodrow. Check them all out streaming live from Stand Up Stitches, which you can watch live right in your own home. That is our panel. That is our episode. Don't forget you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning at Global News Online. We'll be back next week.
2: Stand up stitches, August 5th Woo!
3: Hi, this is Alicia Carusi And you're listening to my aunt Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx
5: This week's Comedy Rx features Keisha Brownie
3: I gotta tell you guys I gotta confess guys I, I didn't even know if I was gonna come out to Ottawa Because right now uh, I'm living with two roommates And one of them, one of them got really sick I'm living with uh, two very uh, Very, very miserable Jamaicans uh, my roommates, my mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. My dad got a little sick, you know. Last year, last year is crazy. Last year he was diagnosed with his fourth stroke. Like, this is unheard of, right? But I tell you, man, these Jamaican men, they just hold on to pride like there's no tomorrow, right? Because I remember we were in the hospital, it was a very serious time. My mom was in the room, I was in the room. Doctor comes in, he's like, okay, Mr. Brownie, we're gonna have to take some blood from you. My dad turns around, he's like, Are you a name Dracula? I'm like, Dad. <laughs> dad just like, the doctor is gonna do this. Like, I'm Dracula, maybe. I'm like, just let him do his thing. He's like, I what it's Ross. I'm like, who the f- is Ross? He's like So he takes the blood and then he comes back in and he diagnosed him and he's like, okay, he was very serious. No one was even laughing. He's like, okay, sir, it seems as though you were diagnosed with your fourth stroke. My dad turns to him straight faced, didn't even bust a smile. He's like, me don't
0: get strokes.
3: Me give strokes. <laughs>